is episode seven of the Ducks on the Pond podcasts. We have with us Phil, Charlie, and Justin. Uh, what are you guys up to? Nothing. I believe today, like uh, some some pitchers and catchers reported to their uh, respective camps, right? So bring it on, season. Is I know. I mean, yeah, Super Bowl happened. It's baseball season. Yeah. I feel like I filled up so much on food, I didn't even want to get up to do the podcast today because it's so much glorious food. Lots of great. MLB changes, too, today. Uh, if you guys didn't see, two big ones. Uh, the Ghost Runner X training rule is now made permanent by MLB. And the other one is, uh, it is that positional players can only pitch if the team, I believe, is up by eight or nine runs, depending on the inning. Or they can only play in extra innings as a pitcher. So both pretty interesting. We can always get to that at the very end. Um, let's go ahead and start off with Justin's topic. Um, so, yeah, just kind of with mine, because it's more of a Twitter rumor at this point. Nothing's been absolutely confirmed yet. Um, but apparently there's some big conflict with Acuna and the Braves right now. Um, it looks like due to maybe his injury, they – they were talking extension or something at that point. And now it looks like either Acuna got mad and he's just wanting to trade now and he wants to leave. Like, let's say if this is true at all, like I said, it is, it is unconfirmed. Um, but what, what do you, do they trade him? Like, you know, cause Atlanta's got the full control over it. Would you trade someone like Acuna? And if so, like, what do you what do you try to ask for? You know, um, I think right now would be a great time for the Angels to uh, put a little trade together for for him to bring him over there to shake up it, shake that up. But I, I just want to see what you guys kind of thought about that. You know, like this is wild. If someone that big of a superstar is ready to peace out, like what like what gets him out of there? Charlie, thoughts on uh, the Kuna news that came out through Twitter from the unverified. So I saw a little bit on that. I thought it had mostly been resolved as far as I saw, because one of the bigger pieces was he really wanted to play in the World Baseball Classic, but he had to get permission from the Braves in order to do so. And then he did get finally did get permission from the Braves to play in the World Baseball Classic. So I thought that it kind of at least died down a little bit and that like. Like that, they were at least kind of seeing eye to eye. But he, I think he still has another two or three years of arbitration. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, no, I don't, I don't see them. No, it's if they're going to trade him, it's not going to be this year, and it's not going to be next year. Um, it'll be further down the line. When they, he's a guy you build around, Justin. I don't believe exactly those yeah. type of players, teams. It takes a lot for teams to part with those type of players. Well, okay, at, at that same point, then why not? Why why? let him play the world baseball classic you know if you're you're that big on your investment why let him play at that that Here's doesn't make sense the to world me. baseball classic I, people can get hurt in the regular season i've talked to phil about this so I, I i do agree with both sides on it i do see both sides um you, you world baseball classic they can get hurt in the spring they can get hurt in spring training they can get hurt anywhere the only difference is you can blame it on the World Baseball Classic where spring training, you just kind of work through it because it kind of happens. I mean, you basically, they're the responsibility of the coaching staff that's there, whereas you're the responsibility or it's the responsibility of the team. I just, I think you should be able to play for your country. I understand that they're investments and they're paid a lot, but a lot of these guys like Acuna, it means the world to them to play for their country. And it's a special moment for them. And it's hard to tell somebody 
um, not to do that. And then it could, like, like in this case, sever ties. I don't think it's going to. I do want to stress that. But you have a potential of them getting upset because you're not letting them play in the baseball classic, something that they were really looking forward to doing. And now they're better. You know what I mean? And that can change a yeah. whole dynamic of, of a team, especially if that's your leader. Uh, Phil, what do you think? Yeah, well, you know, I've read some stuff that Acuna said that he wasn't going to play in the World Baseball Classics because he was going to get himself ready for the season, right? So after after last year, you know, just making sure he was 100% and ready to go, and then he just kind of last minute decided, nope, I'm playing. Um, you know, to my knowledge, the teams can't, you know, not let them play. So he just seems to be kind of flip-flopping on stuff. And I understand. I think you're right, Rick. Like a lot of these players definitely want to participate. They want to help their, you know, their country's team advance and potentially win. So, I mean, I'm all for him playing. Um, I, I just think that that maybe there's some behind the scenes stuff going on there, whether, whether he's trying to do something or, you know, the Braves are trying to do something. I, you know, I, I don't think they, they move him unless, you know, this type of stuff continues. And if they do, I think Justin's right, you know, find there, there's definitely going to be somebody out there that wants a building block, you know, who they can kind of build around and he might be that potential player. So um, I think, you know, I don't put a lot of stock into it right now, but it's yeah. definitely something to pay attention to. Um, I mean, why, if he comes, you know, if he tears it up during the classic, and then he starts the season off uh, very strong. I, I mean, I, I think that the Braves might look at things different than if he doesn't. So, you know, could definitely be a benefit for Acuna. Yeah, I think in the long run, I mean, regardless, even when he comes up and is ready for renewal, he is going to be that guy that people still want to build around. He's still so young, you know. So I think maybe regardless, at some point the Braves do get rid of him. You know, with all their young talent, they're going to be pushing out. And at that point, he's the oldest one on the team then, you know. So maybe that's something they're looking at anyway. Um, maybe he's upset about that, you know, and he's just like, screw it. Let's do it now, you know. So, you know, um, it's just it's just interesting to see something like that because you, you don't really see rumors like that fly up too often. So when I saw that, I was like, yeah, we should probably talk about this at some point. <laughs> so Yeah, it came from an un confirmed or unverified yeah. account so probably not much truth to it i do know that there was that there was some kind of conflict with the wbc and if they would ever they would have to get a haul for akuna even yeah. with a down year last yeah. year he was also playing uh recovering from an acl injury the year prior so nobody i don't think anyone expected him to be a world beater last year but um yeah you would have to get a you'd have to fill a bunch of holes on your roster which one would be including yeah. position and you'd have to get prospects and i don't know you only have like a handful of teams that could do both of those things right now cuz you don't you don't trade for them hypothetically if if you trade for them you have to have the money to sign them or it's a waste cuz you're going to have to give away yeah. a stockpile to get him so the only there's only like three teams that could possibly do that and those are always going to be the mets uh the dodgers and, and the Cubs, the Cubs have money. They probably won't, but I'm just saying they would have the farm system and the financial means to do it. Doesn't mean that they will, but. Yeah, exactly. Any closing thoughts on uh, Justin's topic? Looks like uh, we got everything in. Um, right, let's move on to uh, Charlie's topic. So mine is a pretty fun topic, I think. And mine was just uh, favorite jerseys. And a little bit of history behind the jerseys. So if, if one of you guys want to start. 
Phil, why don't you go ahead and start on this one? Yeah, well, you know, for me, I think a lot of it probably has to do with just, you know, my my childhood, just being a, a Cardinals fan like I am. I associate, you know, the, the baby blue uniform, you know, um, that was just what I remember when I was young, kind of first, my, my first impressions of, of baseball, right? And so I love that jersey. I think it's only continued to get better as the Cardinals have brought it back from time to time. So that's the that's the one that I, I really go with. You know, this makes me uh, think of world championships back in the 80s, right? So um, good, good times there. Um, so, but I mean, you know, as far as the, I, I'm not really a lover or a hater of jerseys. I, I, I kind of, even for ones that a lot of people say are, are garbage jerseys, I think they all have their place, but I'll, I'll tell you, you know, the one jerseys that I, I don't like the reds when they bring back their, their um, sleeveless jerseys. I think those kind of look very tacky. And uh, Rick, I don't, I don't know what your, what your white socks were, were smoking in the seventies, man. But uh, by, when you look at their, uh, their collared shirts and their shorts, their <laughs> uniforms that they wore back then. I mean, man, that was uh, that was something to uh, behold. I'm glad I I never had to witness any of that firsthand. So, for every like five good ideas that Novak had, he always had that <laughs> bad idea, and that yep. was a bad idea. Yep. It never. I think they played it for a series, and then they're like, "Yeah, this isn't working." He had a bunch of good ideas, like I believe the exploding scoreboard with the fireworks coming out of the scoreboard was started up by Bill Vack. And also, I'm trying to think of the other thing that he, oh, names on the back of the jerseys was a Bill Vack idea too. So, which a couple teams still don't utilize. So, yeah. Um, as for me, I mean, my favorite is going to be a weird one. I like bright colors. Um, so I'm a big fan of like the the Pittsburgh Pirates of the 70s, the Orioles. I also really, really like, I don't know what you call that green, but the Oakland A's green when they go for the bright green, is that is that a hunter mm -hmm. green? I don't know. You guys might be better. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But yeah, it's a good one. Similar to that R behind me a little bit, but it's very bright and they're mostly green. So those are big ones. Again, I'm not a fan of the White Sox one, as Phil stated. Anything with shorts or collars, just too different for me. <laughs> I don't know how you implement sliding in shorts. Doesn't seem fun at all. Um, one of the ones that a lot of people like to hate on, but I really like is the Padres from the eighties. I don't care the fact it looks like baby poo. I still really enjoy that jersey. The brown with the yellow. Just like I I I just I like variations. I, I am a fan of the baby blue, but I just think everyone's been using it lately and just it's kind of overdone. Cardinals and I think Brewers, right? Were kind of the I don't know if they were the first, but they're the ones I can remember from the 80s. Now everyone has and there's just more teams trying to do like the baby and powder blue. So it's kind of run its course for me. But I think every team has a variation of a jersey that I really, really enjoy. I don't think there's one team out there that I really hate the jersey as you stated, Phil. And the city connects make it more interesting. Um, I don't like Colorado City Connects due to it look like it looks like a giant license plate. Um, and I've had several people comment that San Francisco's looks like a morgue when they did like a promotional <laughs> little thing. It looked like a morgue. So uh, for me, yeah, it's it's yeah, I mean, it's the 70s bright colors and then the 80s Padres, um, which I believe they even used them in the 70s with that brown and yellow. Uh, and if we're going by White Sox, it's the City Connects. I really enjoy the City Connects. Yeah. Those yeah, I was just saying. Yeah. yeah, even even the Cubs ones are really nice. I like the Wrigleyville ones too. Yeah. 
where you can slip and slide in the urinary trough and have a good <laughs> What a useless stadium. Shots fired. Uh... <laughs> All right, uh, Justin, let's go to you next. Um, I have to do, I had to say that because this is a lot of people hate this jersey I'm about to say. I really enjoy it because like Rick, I really like the bright colors a lot. And I like a lot of the City Connect jerseys. Um, so I got top three here. Uh, Padres, I love their City Connect jersey. I don't know why. It's bright. It's annoying. I love it so much. But it was inspired by uh, the landscapes of San Diego and Baja, California. So just those vibrant colors and the culture around there. That's what that inspired the jersey. Uh, number two is not a city connect, but it is my own Matt, Mets black jerseys. Um, I love those. It just brought them back last year. Finally, um, it was introduced in 98. It was an alternate home jersey for the white jersey itself. And then uh, the number one, I really, really enjoy the uh, Miami City Connect jerseys. Um, there's just all that red. It makes no sense with with Miami whatsoever, but I love it. Um, but it looks like they tried to blend the sports and the lifestyle fashion uh, with the Sugar Kings uniform um, and, and it embodies the sense of energy, passion, and swagger of Miami is what they described that uh, jersey as. Um, and I like it. It's it's fun. It's bright. It Like I said, I love the bright jerseys. Um, if I have to go a classic jersey, though, I really like just Philly's baby blue. <laughs> I know that's awful to say, but... I really like their jerseys, and uh, if anyone, if they ever do, the Yankees, when they wear their black, like, batting practice jerseys, I like those a lot, too. Um, but, yeah, other than that, that's what I got for those. Is that everybody with the jerseys? Have I forgotten anybody? I didn't go yet. Charlie's no. <laughs> topic, does he need to go? I usually yeah, I forget sometimes I that the person who introduces the topic – me, I'm a big talker, so I, I like here's my topic, and I just start commenting <laughs> on it, on everything. So I forget that not everybody does. So go ahead. Say so, my favorite jersey. I got the hat on for it, but the Tequila Sunrise jerseys, um, just classic Houston. Makes you think of the old school Houston Astros, Nolan Ryan, those kind of types. Um, but yeah, it's again just really colorful jerseys, fun jerseys. Um, the Astros kind of hinted that maybe they were going to be doing some throwback jerseys this year. Um, but I know that there are some like stipulations that they made you can only have four jerseys. Um, and the Astros right now, or five jerseys, sorry, the Astros right now are at their five jerseys. Um, so we'll see. But I, I uh, going along with the baby blue thing, I really like the twins baby blue jerseys. <laughs> um, those just, I live in Minnesota. I saw those a whole bunch, and those are really cool jerseys. So I'd say those are my two jerseys I'd choose. Um, for me, I mean, I really like the Astros jersey, the Tequila Sunrise. But if I'm going Astros jerseys, I got to go back to the Colt 45 jerseys. A little Colt 45 across the chest. That was one of my favorites, personally. Those are fun jerseys. Um. All right. All right, moving on to my topic. So my topic's a little bit different this week. I've given each of these guys three people, and I've asked them. They don't have to, but they, they, they need to choose a song for the walk-up song for this player. They can give a reason, but they don't have to. They can just state what the song is. So um, each person, like I said, will go through and then we will, uh, they'll tell us who, what they chose for each one. So on this one, since I almost forgot Charlie, let's start it with Charlie. Sure. So I got my three players. I got Bryce Harper, Ronald Acuna Jr. and Jose Altuve. 
Um, for Bryce Harper, I chose Philadelphia Freedom, um, kind of an obvious choice, but a really great song by Elton John. Um, obviously, just that he plays in Philadelphia. Um, with Ronald Acuna Jr., I went with Yeah by Usher. Um, Usher is from Atlanta, where obviously Acuna is playing, and the, the whole song is just really upbeat and kind of, you know, gets you kind of going, which is kind of the player that Ronald Acuna is, just that, you know, fired up all the time kind of player. And so that's why I went with that song. And for uh, Altuve's song, I'll, I'll just play it for you guys. <laughs> I knew it. Can't hear anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't hear anything. Sound of silence. We are the chief <laughs> for Altuve. <laughs> I love it. Good choices, Charlie. I like every single one of them, and I do think that they're fitting to each one. Great choices. Uh, all right, let's go to Phil. All right, so uh, my players, I had uh, Carlos Correa, Aaron Judge, and Nolan Arenado. So, you know, with uh, Correa, I figured it was appropriate with, you know, some of the stuff he's been dealing with this offseason. Uh, I, I figured Dr. Feelgood by uh, Motley Crue, kind of uh, perfect for, for his walk-up intro. Um, for Aaron Judge, you know, uh, obviously he had a fantastic season last year. You know, he's a new captain for the Yankees, got the, the big contract. Um, you know, he goes by the nickname, you know, Big Aaron Judge or Big Insert A, um, you know, name judge here. So I, I really chose uh, Big Time by Peter Gabriel since uh, he's got to live up to that uh, contract big time now. Yep. And then uh, for Nolan Arenado, you know, I just look at him as a California boy. Uh, I, I got him down with uh, Danny California from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Ooh, all very good choices. I like it, Phil. Man, that's a lot to live up to. These guys got uh, good stuff, Justin. Let's Let's keep it going. What do you got? Yeah, so uh, you gave me Francisco Lindor, Mike Trout, and Manny Machado. Um, Lindor, uh, Mr. Smiles himself, I got him walking on sunshine. You know, I, I think that's a solid one, you know, he walks up to. Um, Trout, uh, so these next two, I kind of went in uh, a little bit different. Uh, some people may not know some of these, they may. Uh, one is with uh, Machine Gun Kelly for Trout. Uh, it's called, I'm not going to finish the entire uh song title because we won't we won't make any money for some reason uh <laughs> not that we're getting paid uh but it's just bad mother by mgk and kid rock it just it's a really hype song and it just it gets people going gets people moving um the next one is manny machado um this band is no longer together but they're scary kids scaring kids they are an emo band and the song is called faces and i chose that one because he plays with tatis and this song is all about fake people and them showing their true colors and i just thought it was perfect you know i feel like manny would shoot that over at him very slightly you know to kind of give him a good ribbon every once in a while but uh yeah that's what i've got <laughs> all right i chose Did three everybody get a turn? yep uh, here we that's go fine. all right no nope i got it all right i've thought about this i've had enough time so uh i picked for myself tim anderson we're gonna go with firestarter by prodigy because where tim anderson goes the white Sox go he is literally the fire starter of that team. So if he he is everything that keeps that team going, if he's positive, if he's upbeat, then the team's upbeat and the team's performing. If he's, I mean, he's just, 
He's the catalyst for that team, to put it plain and simple. Um, the other one I have, Fernando Tatis uh, Jr., easy one. I'm going with Hurt by Johnny Cash because that guy cannot stay healthy. Whether he's riding a motorcycle, diving for a ball, sliding into second base, the guy's always hurt. I really want to see him play a full season because in the season where he played the most, he was phenomenal and exciting to watch. I just want him to stay healthy. And the last one I had for myself was Trey Turner. We're going to go old school on this one. We're going to go Eagles, life in the fast lane. And I think we all know why I chose this one, because the guy is super fast and he slides like no other. I think he has the sweetest slide in baseball, just slides and goes straight. One of these times I'm just waiting for him to slide cross home plate and right into the dugout. (laughs) So, yeah, those are mine. So, um pretty fitting what do we think of each other's i thought they were pretty good i like that we all use different generations and types of music the only thing yes. we did was country the consensus was i don't think anybody used country in any of their nope never i guess the eagles way in the beginning could be considered country but not the song i chose so. blasphemy very true uh and then we're going with the last topic which i believe is phil yeah you know so there was an article in the athletic last week from Jim Bowden, which I'm not sure if you guys know who he is, you know, former Reds and Nationals GM. He's an analyst now and a, and a baseball insider. Um, you know, he kind of fired up Twitter because he wrote an article about how Major League Baseball needs to embrace radical realignment. You know, we, we talked about um, expansion, you know, potential expansion teams and locations a while ago. So I'm not really focused too much on that. But You know, he was proposing two conferences with four divisions each um, with Major League Baseball expanding from 30 to 32 teams. Um, And he he was kind of throwing in there, which, you know, I think it's the popular consensus, right, of Nashville and and Charlotte being the two new expansion teams. So, you know, the proposed realignment, I'm not going to go over it. Um, You know, hopefully, you know, you guys have that information. So I really just want to kind of hear everyone's thoughts on it you know pros cons are there takeaways I'll tell you um you know a lot of the the hate I feel was coming you know from midwesterners you know specifically you know with uh, him proposing breaking up the Cardinals and the Cubs rivalry because you would have the Cubs in a midwest division uh, with the White Sox the Brewers and the Twins and then somehow you would put St. Louis in the Southwest division with the Royals, Astros, and Rangers. Um, St. Louis really isn't that close to the Southwest or Texas, but whatever, right? And then you can also look at the Eastern division, which would be the Red Sox, Mets, Yankees, and Phillies. I mean, geez, that's just an unbelievable group of four teams, right? Um, How a single team could come out of that would be crazy to think. And then if you look at something like the Mid-Atlantic, which would contain the Orioles, Pirates, Nationals, and an expansion team, um, it's like the NFC South, right? Nobody's going to win enough games to go anywhere, but somebody's got to go. So just interesting. I was wondering what your guys' takes were. Is this a good idea, a bad idea? Um, Does this set up work for baseball? Does it create new rivalries that might, you know, you know, one up the, the current rivalries? You know, do the Cardinals and the Cubs have to be in the same division? You know, do some of these other rivalries need, you know, San Francisco and L.A., you know, do they have to be together or can they be apart? So I'd really just like to hear from everybody else and hear what they see, what they think. So, Charlie, who's going to rival Houston in that division? Am I right? 
<laughs> yeah, that'd be a pretty weak division. Um, but yeah, so I, I agree that I think that you should try to keep a couple of the all-time rivalries. I mean, I you know, I think you're right about the Cubs-Cardinals. Um, you know, obviously you can't separate New York and Boston. That would be a crime itself. Um, but it would be would be interesting to me to see, you know, some of the, some of the rivalries that have kind of gone on for a while, like maybe look at like the Giants Dodgers rivalry, like yeah, that's a fun rivalry, but now maybe what if instead of that rivalry we had Angels Dodgers, you know, in the same city kind of thing where they're going at it all the time. So I think I think, you know, when you when you start filtering it a little bit more by location and by where teams are, I think you'll run into a couple more fierce rivalries. A couple I was looking at that that got put together that would be fun would be like Minnesota or yeah the Minnesota Twins and Milwaukee Brewers, um would be cool to have those guys in the same division, um just you know a couple like that uh, I was looking at one more oh Miami Tampa Bay I think that would be a fun rivalry you know have those two going at it, um and so just just some some newer rivalries that I think would be almost better just because of how close they are together. Um, but like you said, some of these rivalries that have been going on for, you know, over a hundred years now, maybe we, maybe we should try to keep those rivalries going. It's just tough because I've seen a couple of people on Twitter posted better ones geographically. So I don't know the reasoning if they were trying to keep some of them together, but uh, a couple of people, if you check out Twitter, there was way better geographically split divisions. There was, instead of being like, six I believe there was four and they literally spun them through the different but I'm kind of old school on this one I'm all for change but I kind of like the idea of going back to two divisions you can still do I mean it's kind of like the NBA you have the eastern western conference I know they have their own divisions but make just east and west split it down the middle um, and then uh, have as many playoff teams as we need to have out there in each division I mean you could do eight or whatever um, I, I agree with Phil. The rivalries still have to be there. You want to create new ones, but isn't the old rivalry still what sells? I mean, those would be your biggest draws of your Saturday night game, your Sunday night game, prime time. But um, as I mean, Houston's one, you know, that people are going to want to watch. And I mean, you can say enough people hate Houston, but they're still going to watch their must see TV with their core young talent. You know what I mean? And it's like one of those things when the Patriots were winning, everyone was watching because they wanted to see what they were doing. You know what I mean? You wanted to root against them, but you were still watching. So, I mean, it, it, it's tough. And then I don't think, and this is just for right now, and this could change, but you have one division, like you said, that's completely full of teams that are on the bottom currently, which is your Washington Nationals, your Orioles, who are a little bit up on the upswing, um, and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, and I believe it was Charlotte, if I'm correct. Was it Charlotte on that was, one? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much all bottom teams in the division. So you're, I mean, I guess you could have some competitive balance, but really whoever comes out of that division, I don't think anyone's going to predict to win, at least at this point in time. And then you have all a lot of heavy hitters in the East. I mean, you literally have Boston, uh, New York Yankees, New York Mets, and Philly. I mean, besides Boston, who you know is not going to stay complacent forever. That could, I mean, you got four potential powerhouses. You know what I mean? Where only one team wins. I don't think baseball is going to like that. You know what I mean? Because they want those bigger teams to make it because they just draw more revenue. You know, they they draw fans and they're just bigger markets. So 
it's tough when no one's ever going to be happy no matter what's which chose it's just part of the game everyone debates it you're never going to make 100 percent of the people happy you just got to hope for the majority or that you increase your attendance you know your fan base and all of those things your revenue what do you think justin um i kind of like the idea of you know breaking up the rivalries a little bit to a certain extent because it makes it it makes it for me it just make it special more special if they didn't play them as much per year you know maybe you will get a higher turnout rate like streaming that way you know it's just hard to tell um but i also don't like the teams that are in the same state to be facing each other in the same division. I, I just don't like that. I understand it makes sense geographically, but I feel like they should be split in the different, if your state's big enough for two teams, you have one in each, you know, conference or area or division, whatever, you know, I just, I think that's a little weird to have them in the same, like New York and Chicago. I just, I just, I don't like that too much, but uh, no, I think it, I think the important thing is to create new rivalries and let, you know, a lot of the bigger teams go to those areas. I mean, now we're, every team is playing every team, you know, so we will have those rivalries get created. We still, even if they realign, we'll still have those old rivalries too, just not as often, you know, you may get two, two uh, series out of the year out instead of, you know, four or five at this point, if, if not more, you know? So um, I think it's important just to break it up a little bit. I think a whole shakeup is a good thing, um, but yeah, we'll see kind of what happens. <laughs> I still don't well, believe. Um, no, go ahead, Phil. Well, I was going to say, I'm, I'm glad Justin brought that up because that was something I was going to bring up. So, you know, with the way scheduling is working in 2023, so every team is playing every team, right? It's still a little weighted for your division. Um, so you're going to play, oh, I believe, 13 games against every team in your division. And then you're going to play, I believe, six or seven games with the other teams in your league. And then you get, what, a, a three or a four game series against the uh, opposing league right so you are going to now have the ability let's just say you're a fan of of you know the white Sox, right rick so you are going to have a chance to see them play every team you know if you're a season ticket holder and you want to go and see every team you know you're gonna be able to see now you know they're they're not all going to necessarily be in chicago but you're going to have a chance to see so much so is that kind of lending itself towards this topic and what Justin was saying, you know, change can be good. Right. So because they, in the new setup, you are playing against your quote unquote geographic rival, you know? So it was like for the white Sox, that's the Cubs, right. For St. Louis, that's Kansas city for the Mets. That's the Yankees, right. For the Astros, I would assume it's the Rangers already, you know, because of the geographic rivalry. So um, yeah, I just kind of again, I just wonder what's your guys' take on that. Is it gonna is it gonna make any change? I mean, now that we are, you know, teams are gonna play everybody. Um, I mean, it's uh, yeah, like you said, I, I also agree with Justin because, I mean, he is right. This is gonna make new rivalries. I think that's what they're trying for because the whole thing is about making it exciting. And right now. I mean, you have the history, like, with the different rivalries, but we need some shakeup. Like you said, we need something different. We need some some bad blood between these teams and, you know, create more excitement. And, yeah, I mean, if you have four powerhouses, I mean, now that we look at it that way, those – I mean, they're going to scratch and claw, you know what I mean, to try to win that division. So, um, 
I don't know. It could go both ways. It's I, I'm more excited about the expansion teams. I like seeing new teams come in and. Yeah, that'll be that's exciting. Yeah. I just don't think Nashville's gonna get a team. That's a hot take that I have. If 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 Charlotte's got one, they're not gonna get one. I feel like. Well, there's gonna be two because you can't just have one yeah. taken out about teams. I just don't. From what I've heard from several people in that area, the infrastructure can't support it. So, the in, the infrastructure right now, they're just they they don't have room for a baseball team, is what I've heard. So. Yeah. Right. So, uh, like I said, on that on that one, I just don't believe that they will put a team there. I guess people, I mean, he could fully support it, but just there isn't enough room from what I've heard in that general area. It's very crowded. I mean, crowded you can well. kind of do it. I mean, they could potentially do what, you know, the commanders do. They're not in D.C. They're in they're in Landover, Maryland, where they play, you know. So, I mean, that's a possibility for them too. just kind of right over. New York Giants, yeah. New York Jets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking because in general, Nashville, there just isn't the room to support is what they said. What I was hearing from people in that area, they're like, it's already heavily crowded um, in areas. So you're probably right. If they do put it there, they're probably going to build it away from that area, still in that general area, but not right in Nashville. I still vote that they go to the main lobsters, but that's just me. <laughs> the main lobster. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. That'd be great. Uh... But, all right, that closes us out for this week. Uh, anybody got any final thoughts about those rule changes that uh, happened? Today? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about uh, that permanent uh, runner on uh, second BS. Uh, <laughs> I think they should at least have two or three innings of real baseball before you put somebody on second. Um, and also, I don't feel like that that runner doesn't get credited to that pitcher, does it? If that runner on second scores, does it? No, it does not. Okay, good. Because I was like, that's kind of dirty. I, I just didn't, I couldn't figure it out. But no, like, yeah, I just, I hate, I hate it. I get they want to speed it up. That they're trying, but most games that go in extra innings are done in the 10th anyway, you know? So, like, do it after the 10th inning. If you give them one more extra inning of baseball, and then after the tenth inning, that's when you start putting the runners on. Funny that you opinion. say that most end in the first couple innings because I just looked this up because I just literally did a video on it. 28 percent of games went twelve. I have extra inning games went twelve innings or longer. Yeah. So I mean, these games, I, 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 if they're wanting, if their goal is to quicken pace and draw more fans to the game. I, I believe that it makes it more exciting. At first, I was not a fan of it, but putting a guy on second immediately makes it a high-pressure situation for both the pitcher and the hitter. It immediately becomes exciting because you have to get through that. That's a tough situation to have somebody on second base with no outs. you got to almost put your best guy in there. So I, I think it immediately creates that excitement. They're trying to draw more runs. And I get the excitement. There was a couple people that threw out there the excitement of, oh, a walk-off. You can still have walk-offs. And they can be just as good. Um, I'll give you a hypothetical. The White Sox are playing the Astros, and the Astros scored two. You know what I mean? White Sox score three. You know what I mean? That's amazing. You know, that that can still make for good walk-offs. It's, I mean, I rules change. I'm, I'm all for but, being a part at, of the team, but. I was going to say at that same point, they still won by one. You would still have the same outcome without that runner on second. No, because <laughs> potentially if, if you have a pitcher's duel or a defense, like – it's just really good defense. You could have that game going 18, 19, 20, 
20 innings. And let's face it, besides myself, I don't think anyone in this chat, maybe Charlie, <laughs> be watching the 20 inning game. And then I'm guessing Charlie would only be watching it if it's Houston. So, so I watched an eight inning this, this postseason. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, yeah. I, I don't believe, I think, uh, and I do, one of the ideas, and I've taken in, Justin, is your idea. Give it a couple innings and then say, mm-hmm. okay, now let's put it on there. So I have thought about that idea too. And I do think that's a good idea. I just like, I'm all for creating more excitement to the game and drawing more fans. I mean, Phil brought up a great point before we talked um, on this podcast. He said it's the third best sport right now when it comes to viewership. So you're 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 slowly sinking. People people's attention spans are less than they've ever been. We need to make the game quicker. We need to quicken the pace. We need more action. No more four in four uh, hour games. You, they're already three hours, and if you add an extra inning game, it can last hours. So now that you're looking at the four-hour mark, I mean, for some people, that's an entire work shift. You know what I mean for that day? So I don't know. Phil, thoughts? Charlie, thoughts? Yeah, well, I'll throw in real quick, you know, you know, just to play a little devil's advocate, right? So, so Justin thinks that radical realignment is necessary to change things up, but he's not a fan of, of a ghost, <laughs> you know, runner, right? So. Yeah. I just, I just feel like it's, I'm, I'm kind of mad about it. I, I definitely see. I think where both sides are coming from. I just think that if your sport is struggling, if you're trying to do things to make it more appealing, to grow the brand, and to bring in more, more fans, you know, it, look at everything that they're doing. Right, everything that Major League Baseball is doing. It's, it's almost like everybody filled out a survey and told them that your game is old and slow and boring, and we don't like it. And, and that's kind of what they're changing. So, you know, if, if you try it and it doesn't work, you know, no harm, no foul. But, um, you know, it, it will, you know, it does put to Rick's point, you know, the, the pitchers are going to have some pressure on them. The coaches are going to have some pressure on them on how they play, you know, defense and the players, obviously. Um, but, but it's still, you got to score those runs. Right. So even if there's a ghost runner on second base to start the game, well, that runner's got to be batted in. So that means that the, uh, you know, the, the team up the bat has to, has to do something. And then if they don't, well, then it's, you know, the role just reverses. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's not a, it's not a bad idea waiting a couple innings either, but I, I would be more like, let's just do it and see how it works and have fun with it. You know, but let's embrace change because whether we want it or not, it changes coming. And then if they go into the 15th inning, they can bring out a baseball tee and set it up front and then just let them drive it after that, you know, and just like, Hey, make the out guys, make the out. If it creates more <laughs> runs, if it creates more yeah. excitement. Hey, do you remember if we stayed by the same rules of the game then Justin, and we never changed, can I just request where a pitch is thrown high or low or to get outs? Can I just throw it hey. at the higher run in the bases? Cause if we never, he's got to still hit it in the same rule. <laughs> over and over and over again so you still have gotta to hit it <laughs> all right charlie what do you think yeah i mean I, I i kind of agree with phil and that like let's just kind of see what happens with it um to me as long as it it doesn't reach its way into the playoffs i think it's okay um the playoffs to me uh, is kind of you know, that's that's when you, you know, you have those iconic moments. And to me, having a runner on second will, will kind of taint those moments a little bit. Um, in that, like, I, it's not giving a team an advantage or not an advantage, but 
I think it'll kind of get viewed that way, especially for the home team. If, if, you know, if the home team can shut out the team, the first half of the inning, you know, that then you'll have people saying, well, it's not fair, blah, blah, blah. But like, I mean, like Phil said, I just think you gotta, you gotta try it out. And we, this is like the third year we've done it. Um, so we'll see, you know, maybe give it a few more years, kind of see what players, coaches kind of feel about it in the next few years. Um, and then go from there. Um, the uh, to me the other rule was was uh kind of silly the the pitcher what was the pitcher basically the pitchers and like position players and blowout games kind of thing. Um, to me it was, that was pretty I don't know kind of silly like what I think you need ten runs to put in a pitcher if you're winning and if you're down eight or more runs you can put in a pitcher. I don't know to me I didn't. Like I don't, I don't really get the point of that rule. Yeah, because... I think that there, there's a couple reasons. I thought that they were, they weren't they trying to protect the, the, I think it was the, was it they were trying to protect the players, the position players from getting hurt? Were they worried about them getting hurt? I can't remember. You, somebody's gonna have to correct me if I'm wrong. Why they changed that? I can't remember off the top of my head. And nobody seems yeah. to know. Yeah, I'll have to look it up and get back on there. But there was reasons that they stated that they that they wanted those rules, but I just cannot remember why implementing them was important for MLB. It couldn't have been that important if I don't remember. So, but uh, all right, yeah, I think it was for injury or something like that. It had yeah, something to do with not yeah. wanting players to get injured or not being ready to pitch and then getting hurt. But. Uh, we made it to the regular season, boys, because the next podcast that we have, uh, pitchers and catchers will be there. I think that some people were pitching today, but uh, generally not everyone's there until I think midweek, which is I think Wednesday, if I'm correct. So by mm-hmm. the time we have our next podcast, uh, everybody should be uh, pitchers and catchers reporting. I say just start the season. We don't need spring training. So. No, just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, next week, uh, we'll right. see you guys next week. Thanks as always for joining in. Uh, please subscribe, uh, like, follow, whatever, whatever you can do to support our channel. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>